Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing on this glorious day, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is... June 29th, 1996. Yes, it is. It's getting close to the 4th of July. Yeah, what are we going to do to celebrate the 4th of July? I don't know. Uh, murder a bunch of Native Americans Holy with, shit. with smallpox. What the fuck? That's Thanksgiving. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to do? I think we should go see some fireworks. I think we should do that. I love fireworks. Me and too. Someone should write a song about fireworks. <laughs> I love fireworks so much. You get on that. I love fireworks. Never mind. I take it back. All don't right. do that. Well, speaking of something that should they do or should they not do? The 70 mile per hour speed limit, Carol. Where do you stand uh, on the 70 mile per hour speed limit on school zones? What? I mean, on the freeways. <laughs> school zones, I would have to say no. Right. Um, I'm on board for the freeways because, you know, honestly, people go like 80 anyway. What does it matter? Yeah. August 1st, speed limits on five Michigan freeways will raise from 65 MPH to 70 MPH. That means we can get five miles further in an hour. It's very exciting. <laughs> John Engler signed it into law. They're all going 70 anyway, says Robert <laughs> Stein Brower of Roseville, who travels I-94 frequently, selling caterpillar parts. Oh, selling parts of little caterpillars. Gross. Interesting. That seems like a freaky business model. <laughs> you want some antennae? Ew. That's what they do in Roseville, people. Everywhere around the country, Roseville, Michigan, they're known for selling insect parts. <laughs> You're such a freak. Caterpillar is a brand of uh, tractor farm implements. Yeah. Uh, if everyone drives the same speed, it's safe. But I'd say 75 or 80 is too fast. It's five miles. Seriously, 10 miles an hour faster is too fast. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so anyway, the freeways, I, uh, I-94, I-96, 75, um, and, uh, I don't know, two more. They don't list the other two? No, 696, I think is, is one in 96. Didn't did you already say 96? No, I said 94. Oh. You know, 94, the, this has got, I'm sure this is very fascinating to the people listening to this, <laughs> right. not in Michigan. <laughs> We're just saying numbers and miles per hour. The speed limit's going up around here. I know, I know if anybody out there is listening in uh, Montana or whatever, I know there's some, like I think it's like 75 miles per hour or something like that, uh, some of the, the speed limits there. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think of the next article? I see you not listening to me and reading the next article. <laughs> I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, in Germany on the Autobahn, there is no speed limit. Okay. They just drive whatever they want to. Well, they do that in the country, too. What country? The country. Germany? No. You mean like out, Hickville, USA. Out in the boonies? Oh, Hickville, USA. Yeah. The capital of up north. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, they don't even bother posting speed limit signs. Like, the people just drive. Yeah. They just drive. <laughs> they just get out and drive. I've had such a tough night, I'm going to get out and drive. <laughs> just got to drive. Speaking of driving, auto history is on parade. Did you know it's the 100th year anniversary of cars? Really? Like yeah. the invention of cars? Yeah. 1896. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, they've been, I haven't really been talking about it, but the paper's been doing something like all summer basically about it. Hmm. But uh, yeah, thousands line eight mile to watch a celebration of cars. And there's all these like classic cars, classic cars and trucks. Line up along eight mile on Sunday for the start of Auto 100 Parade, which marked the 100th anniversary of of the automobile industry, thousands watched as some 1,400 vehicles cruised to the Michigan State Fairgrounds right on uh, right on Woodward there, guys. Yeah, I don't care. Do you? <laughs> like, I don't care about cars. What I care about is the traffic that fucking a bunch right? of cars on 8 Mile and Woodward cause. I hope this doesn't become a thing. Oh, it's not. Because fuck this. Like, people have better things to do with their time, I am sure. Yeah. I mean, ugh. Yeah, it's not It's not good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, so that's that's part of what they're doing for the, uh, the, uh, oh, you're reading, the, reading this one too, huh? That's part of what they're doing for the auto industry. Am I not allowed to look at the paper? You know, I, should, I guess I should talk to you about the stories that I'm selecting <laughs> before we, before we go on the air, right? So that you're worded up a little bit. I like to get your honest opinions, though. This is from... You always y- get my honest opinions. This opinion. is from Yak's Corner. Again, for those of you not in Michigan, Yak is a uh, a mascot for kids because, you know, who loves the paper other than kids? <laughs> Yakety yak. These are your favorite... Don't te- talk back. Your, your favorite TV dads. So... I love the number of votes these get, by the way. Like mm. they, they had about 100 people <laughs> participate in this. Oh, wow. so funny to me. But who do you think, who is your, I'll give you the list. I'll give, okay. I'll give you the list, everybody, in a minute. Well, I'll, I'll give you the list now. Then I'll ask you the question that I want to ask you. Okay. So uh, in order from the top five here, from number five to number one, Patrick Duffy from Step by Step. Ugh. Ew. Yeah. Seven votes. John Goodman from Roseanne gets nine whole votes. I like him. Yeah. Carl Winslow from Family Matters gets 17 votes. He's fine. Local favorites. I, I think he I think he did better in this poll here in Michigan than right. he might have done in other states. Tim Allen from Home Improvement gets 45 votes. And then number one, Homer Simpson. What in the actual fuck, with, people? With 47 votes. The the guy that strangles his children. So is the question, which one would you want to be your dad? Or is the question, who's your favorite dad to watch? Probably your favorite dad to watch is my guess. You know, I'm, I'm just, 
I'm just starting to twig. I think they're doing this for like Father's Day or, <laughs> you know, it's around Father's Day now or something like that. Right? Twig? Yeah, to understand, to get it. Twig. Yes. Like a tree branch. It's twig. A, it's a British idiom, all right? Where the hell did you come up with that bullshit? I don't know. I watched Red Dwarf. That's wow. probably from there. Okay. I watch British shows. I see. I'm one of those. I'm one of those high class people. I watch British television. No, he's not. Don't let him fool you. I watch British TV. Everybody, I'm smarter than you. Now, who's your? If you had to like TV dad, okay. Who would you want to be your TV dad, and who's your favorite TV dad to watch? Hmm. Not of this list of any TV dads um, out there. No, I want to stick to the list because that's too many choices. Too many choices. Too many choices. Darren from Bewitched, he eventually became a dad. Eventually. <laughs> I know who I want to be my daddy. Oh, who's that? <laughs> Magnum P.I. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say me. <laughs> well, no, that's gross. To be my daddy? Because we're sleeping together. Uh, yeah, but you, you're referring to Magnum <laughs> P.I. as you wanting to sleep with him, right? I mean, I... Yes, but that's t- like I would never actually like. I don't want to call you mu- daddy. Take a mustache, right? That'd be weird. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that he actually ever became a dad on the show, though. No. So he doesn't count. Oh, I know. Uh, George Jetson. There we go. George, that's who you want to be your dad, because <laughs> he gives money at the beginning of every day, right? <laughs> They live in this like cool floating, you know, house. You could be daughter Judy. Yeah. There's a theory that the Jetsons and the Flintstones take place at the, at the same time. Oh, weird. In the same universe. And like there's been some horrible nuclear disaster or something like that. And all the ones that got, got away and got out of it live in those little like things in the sky. And then everyone on the surface below is living like it's fucking cave times because they, they don't know any better. Aw. <laughs> so sad george jetson okay so who who do you like to watch what tv dad do you think is the most heartwarming and you like to watch or whatever dan bill cosby dan connor oh bill cosby is though like he's he's definitely a good dad bill cosby i think bill cosby now bill cosby shows not makes cur- jello <laughs> bill cosby shows not currently on the air so i think maybe that's Part of the reason, but I, I would think he'd be on this list. Oh, what about Al Bundy? I think you were talking all time. Oh, Al Bundy. He's a fun dad to watch. Yeah, I like that show too. Mm, Al Bundy's tough. It's a tough one. I would be Kelly if I could have her body. If I could look like Christina Applegate, I would. I would be poor and, you know, what the fuck? Have a uh, have a uh, Alan Peggy Bundy be my parents? Okay. I already look like. David Faustino, or whatever his name is. Bud. A little, I guess. Do I? You're way more attractive. Oh, thank you. That's the TV Dad's article. Wait, wait, wait. Which one did you choose? Oh, no. No one cares about that. I do. Um. Okay. So, if I'm being completely honest, uh, I would pick um, Ozzie Nelson from The Adventures of Ozzie and Really? I went no, I went back as far as I could so you'd call me grandpa. Now, eventually Maxwell Smart became a dad of twins with Agent 99. So, uh I would say he's my favorite dad to watch. Okay. And then 
uh, who would I want to be my dad? Like for real, probably, yeah, probably Dan, Dan <laughs> Connor. Why would you want him to be your dad? Because he's 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 a, a strong, nurturing, you know, open minded dude. Okay. I think he's a I think he's a good dad. You think he's an absentee father? He doesn't. No, I don't think that. I just think that um, he's got a bit of a temper, and they're poor. (laughs) You just described my dad. (laughs) Yeah, but you guys aren't poor. No, not at all. Uh, Let's see. This this uh, I like doing the Ann Landers sometimes. Not not. I don't like doing Ann Landers. Wow. I, I like. Reading Ann Landers articles. Okay, Grandpa, that explains some stuff. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, her vagina is a time machine. Ew, ew! Don't talk about vaginas. Ew. <laughs> Use ca- caution, common sense with vaginas with uh, with the <laughs> online acquaintances. Dear Ann Landers, can you stand one more testament to the addictive nature and destructive potential of the internet and chat rooms? I'm a 45-year-old woman who should have known better, but succumbed to the lure of electronic intimacy online. Not only did my monthly online bills run in the neighborhood of $300. Oh, oh my goodness. Fuck, but the long-distance telephone bills from live conversations were more than $400. Holy shit. I arranged to meet one of the men I'd talked to in a computer chat room and wound up being raped and Aww. nearly strangled to death. What the fuck? That's awful. After the assault, did I go to a friend, a pastor, or a relative for comfort? I did not. I went back online. Several months later, I attended a statewide convention of online acquaintances. When I saw face-to-face the sort of people to whom I was revealing my deepest hurts and intimate feelings, I immediately canceled the service and erased the program from my computer. Wow, she's like, these fucking losers. That's awful. This lady is not nice. I am ashamed of myself for being so naive as to believe that chat rooms were a safe environment. I'm also embarrassed that I had such poor judgment. I'm in therapy now, regaining my confidence and working on repairing the damage done by this year-long addiction to cyberspace. Older but wiser in Bakersfield, California. Listen. Wow. So, that's like saying... I went to the park, and uh, I thought the park was a safe environment, but I went in a negligee uh, at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> with, you know, and uh, and laid uh, with my legs splayed open on a park bench or something like that. Online chat rooms are not inherently unsafe spaces, but if you make unsafe choices. Then they become unsafe places, just like any place in the world can become an unsafe place. Like meeting someone in person that you're talking to online, that's not a good idea, especially not alone. And I'm not saying that it's her fault. I'm not I'm not blaming her or anything like that. Because it really sounded like you are. This guy's obviously an asshole. No, I'm saying. Yeah, the rapist, a bit of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) He's not a nice guy. Uh, and almost strangled her to death. What made, What do you think made him stop? I don't know. Like, why didn't he kill her? I, I don't even want to... No, I... Is he in jail? Uh, okay, where my brain went was so wrong that I didn't even want to... Oh, no, where did it go? <laughs> well, I was just thinking maybe he... Um, 
he came and then he was done and she happened to live through that. And had he not, then she wouldn't have. Wow. It's a good thing he's a minute man, I guess. I guess. That's right, sir. We got you. Whatever, whatever rapist is out there that raped this woman from Bakersfield, California, we thoroughly rinsed you. That's, uh, I'm sure that's, that's punishment enough getting made fun of on a, uh, a radio show or tape Tapes. or whatever the fuck we are. Anyway, so no, what I'm what I'm pushing back against is her judgment of the entire online community. She yeah. obviously had a bad she obviously had a bad experience. I mean, no no one's gonna you know, that's a one out of one out of ten experience. No one's gonna claim that she had a good time here. But what I'm saying is is not all of the internet is that. And you you know, you need to do stuff, I guess, public service out, announcement for everybody out there. You need to do st- stuff to protect yourself. Don't meet, if you're going to meet somebody in real life that you met online, go with friends always. Never go by yourself and always pick a public place. Yeah. Well, like, I've met people from online, but, like, they were friends of friends, like, Okay, so they were they were people that you had at least some yeah. attached to. I could verify that they were who they said they were. Right, and they weren't rapists. Right. Just preying on women in Bakersfield, California. <laughs> Although, Seriously, dude. Whoever raped this girl from Bakersfield, California, kill yourself. Fucking asshole. But I think she's kind of mean. Like, oh, I met these people and, you know, they're terrible. Like... Here's the thing. Yeah, they're a you, bunch of fucking losers. Yeah, so are you. I mean, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you spent a year on the internet, so guess what? And they were fine to talk to. You liked what they had to say. Mm-hmm. So what is it? It's like you saw they don't dress the way you thought they would, or they don't look the way you thought they would, and that's what matters? Yeah. How shallow are you? Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, lady. <laughs> I'm sorry. No one cares you were raped anymore. I mean, I feel bad she got raped, but I'm just saying she's still not a nice person. And almost strangled to death. Yeah, no good. Uh, dear older but wiser, there are two sides to every story. <laughs> wow. Wow. Way wait, wait, wait to start this. Way to start this letter, Anlanders. <laughs> Maybe it was. Holy shit. No, there's so many inappropriate things that went through my head. There are two sides to every story, and sometimes three or four. The next reader had a totally different experience on the internet. Keep reading. Ooh. <clears throat> Her rapist wrote in. <laughs> I met this frigid bitch on the internet. Can you believe I had to choke her to get She said I, she liked being choked. I don't know. <laughs> She thinks she's so good. She's from Bakersfield. <laughs> <clears throat> Dear Ann Landers, anybody who has read the letters in your column about cyber affairs and marriages breaking up because of online romances would conclude that the internet is an evil force that destroys relationships. While these things do happen, nobody has mentioned the benefits of this phenomenon. Wow. I'm at my family's getting broke up. <laughs> I met my girlfriend on the net. She is Canadian. Okay. <laughs> Sir, we all know you're lying now. <laughs> Every Canadian girlfriend is uh, is uh, fictional. Uh, I live in Illinois. 
We have gotten together face to face only once, but over the last few months we have fallen in love. We have four meetings planned and call each other twice a week. We email every night. I also have made many friends on the net. He likes calling it the net. Uh, on our news group alone, many friendships have developed. There have been four marriages so far. Hmm. Good for him and uh, these people. I hope you will print my letter and give some balance to the cyberspace p- picture. A netizen from Chicago. Uh, dear netizen, thanks for the balance. We needed that. <laughs> yeah, after the rape story, we needed a little balance. Wow. Holy fuck. I don't think that was an appropriate response to that letter. I'm not real impressed with Ann Landers. No? No, or Flanders. No, it's it's not Mole Flanders. <laughs> it's Ann Landers. Well, I mean, the few articles that you have shared here, it just like she usually gives some pretty shitty advice. Yeah, I, I don't know. If any advice. I think she's sisters with Dear Abby. I think Ann Landers and Dear Abby are sisters, I okay. think. Like, because those aren't their real names, obviously. Sure. Um, And I think she does better. I think her sister's better. <laughs> so the last, last story I have is uh, T-shirt's message is just a start. This is a tale of two T-shirts. The first features Margaret, the Dennis the Menace character, beneath the legend, Someday a Woman Will Be President. You may remember the controversy that erupted in September when a Walmart yanked the shirt claiming it was offensive to family values. The company quickly retreated in the face of public outcry. The second shirt also features Margaret. On it, the the menace's nemesis is seen in traditional male roles, including astronaut, firefighter, and scholar. Dr. Ann Molivar Rubin of Miami Lakes, Florida, the author of both shirts, says that in April... A Walmart buyer refused to carry a new one unless it redraws it so it also features Margaret as a housewife. What? I told her that those cartoon figures are all housewives. They come home after being astronauts, police officers, and firefighters. Fuck off. What do you think about that? I think that guy deserves to be, I don't know, drug behind a vehicle through the streets. That guy deserves to be uh, to be choked and raped. That's what I was thinking, but I didn't say it. California dude. <laughs> get online and get this dude. Use your powers for good for once. I mean, I know the Bakersfield woman was a little judgmental, but you know, that, the price of that isn't choking rape. Only on this show can we joke so readily about somebody else's horribly traumatic experience. I mean, I really, I really am sorry to hear that she got raped. That is very yes. sad. Yeah, we are human beings. It's just, it's just the internet is also a place where people can, you know, fall in love with fictional Canadian girlfriends. I mean, I've I've made like really really good friends with some people from the internet. Yeah. What do you think of that shirt, though? What do you think of the Walmart's reaction to the shirt? I think you were pretty visceral about it. Um, I think it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you could go. To, you should go be a housewife too. What's What's next? The guy's gonna be like, uh, I want the shirt that says someday a man will be president. What? It's <laughs> so biased. I think that people like that are going to go away. I hope so. I mean, like, I don't think that's going to be the lasting 
sentiments. When will a woman be president? That's a question. Probably never. No? You don't have faith? I don't. I don't have faith for that. Why? You don't think a woman will ever be president? No. Come on, I do. I mean, we got the right to vote, even, like, after slaves got the right to vote, right? Like, Well, male slaves, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and women are... So, there's a question. ...degraded and, you know, looked down on in all cultures. I mean, it's it's just so ingrained in everything. There's a question, though. Do you think we'll have a black president... Or a woman president first. Black president. Just like the black men got to vote first, black men will be president first. I don't think a woman will ever be president, but mm. we'll see. I don't know that that's ever going to happen either, though, honestly. Black president? Yeah. It doesn't look like we're very close. I mean... Bill Clinton's close enough, huh? For most of the black people. What are you talking about? That's what they say. Why, because he plays the saxophone? <laughs> I don't know, because he's southern and he seems like, I don't know, seems like a black dude. No, he doesn't. He's that, very much a white dude. Yes, I know he is white. <laughs> I know his complexion isn't darker. And being southern is not akin to being black. I mean, hello, Detroit. All I'm... <laughs> hello, Detroit! It's our new show. <laughs> That's our new morning show now. Uh, no... That's what they... I've heard black people say that. I've heard black comedians say that. I've heard black people in real life say that. Well, I don't get it, but I'm not black, so... Exactly. Exactly. But you know what else isn't black? The movie that we saw today. Oh, it was pretty dark. So, we saw Striptease. Yes, yes, we did. Which you can tell by the title of this tape. Uh... So this is what I have to say, Karen. I would love to hear what you have to say, Mark. This movie was a cartoon. And everybody in this movie is a cartoon character, with the exception of Demi Moore and her daughter. Wow. They are living in a cartoon world. Everybody, like, I don't know what the direction was in this movie. I don't know how they were directed to act, but every single character is a cartoon version of a real person. Hmm. Most of all, Burt Reynolds <laughs> as Congressman Dildo or whatever he said his name was. Wait, wait, wait. That was Burt Reynolds? You didn't recognize that as Burt Reynolds? No! Burt Reynolds from 90210 Burt Reynolds that walked into the peach pit. That's, That's correct, yes. No. Yes. He I, didn't look like Burt Reynolds. Because he had a white wig on? A white hair wig on? And he just, and he didn't have a mustache either. So, I mean, that's part of it. I've only ever seen him with mustaches. I can't remember if he had a mustache or not. He did not. He had a baby pie dough face. I don't know. (laughs) Covered with white hair and then shiny from fucking Vaseline. Oh, yeah. He's still looking good, though. No, no, no. Nothing about him was looking good. I mean, like, muscular, mus- muscle-wise. He's still looking good. I just don't get it, because, like, I thought Burt Reynolds was kind of attractive, and this guy was not attractive at all. <laughs> He's... He, that was my Burt Reynolds laugh. Uh, he, he... Okay. But they they made him up, obviously. He looks a little different, because he's made up, but... 
Yeah, it's Burt Reynolds. Wow. Interesting. Okay, I learn new things every day. <laughs> That's how much of a cartoon character he was. <laughs> he didn't even recognize him. Yeah. But everyone was. The bad guys in this movie are three sugar magnates that need a congressman to lob to like to lobby for them and give them good laws and stuff. Why? Like for for what reason? They're sugar. I why don't, why no. are they operating like it's the mob? They have a boat that's called Big Sugar. <laughs> like it's, well, oh yeah, that's like, not his boat. Like Big Oil. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like it's it's ridiculous. What, so they're it looks like they're I mean they don't go into this at all, but it looks like I guess they're exploiting labor. They're exploiting uh uh like, you know, foreign workers and stuff like that. Probably. Probably illegal, probably paying them much less than minimum wage and everything. Um, They do say, oh, how much are they getting paid? And I was like, oh, like $30 a day. Yeah. But with all the cigarettes and alcohol that they buy, well, maybe they're paying us. Because <laughs> I guess they're selling them stuff. Like the old miner thing. You know that song, uh, 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper and dead. You know that song? Mm-hmm. And it's a, the the, you know, the, climax of it is i owe my soul to the company store so miners they used to have cities because like these cities would pop up around my mines Mm -hmm. and the miners would come there and they'd have to live there right and anything they wanted because there's nothing yeah hundreds of miles would come from the company store the company owned and operated the store and they would raise prices and stuff like that they used to pay them in vouchers oh my god that could be redeemed at the company store and not in real money so basically slavery wow until somebody challenged that and that was deemed illegal and everything like that but you know they were basically getting free labor in exchange for some you know room and board which is slavery you know um when i worked at Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. we were allowed to uh put things on our account to be taken out of our paychecks yeah, I mean, that's a little different because they also pay you in real money that you can spend anywhere. Yeah, but, you know, I would end up spending a lot of my paycheck before I got it. Because <laughs> it's like you're bored. Like, sometimes it's slow and you're surrounded by junk food and you're oh, yeah. bored. And cigarettes. And, cigarettes. Yeah. and, yeah, so you just sit there and smoke and eat and pay for it. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. Like, I probably spend, like, an hour's worth of pay minimum every time I work. <laughs> Well, anyway, so these people are exploited, and I guess that's what they need them for. But it's like, I don't know. Big sugar is not intimidating to me. Yeah. As an industry. That's weird. And we get very little of them. So, you know, and and then there's, they're, you know, they're the guy that's, I don't know, they're concierge or whatever. The guy that's meeting out all this justice for them making sure people are killed and, and stuff like that in the name of big sugar. I just, I don't fucking get this at all, but, uh, yeah, they're cartoons. All of them are cartoon characters. Her ex-husband, Robert Patrick, mm-hmm. Terminator 2's own liquid metal, Robert <gasps> Patrick. That's who that was? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, I can at least see that. Also a cartoon character. For sure. Like, yeah. A cartoon character of a human being at one point takes Dog Vicodin. Well, I'm sorry. His his sister raises wolves. Yes. So Wolf Vicodin, <laughs> and has a club or a, a golf club strapped to his arm. The most Florida thing ever. This takes place in Florida, by the way. Which 
is the most believable thing about the entire movie is that these cartoon characters would be in Florida. Right. But yeah, I thought that Demi Moore was the only realistic character and her daughter. And it's like even Armand DeSante, who's the plays the, the detective, even he's kind of like a cartoon character. At one point, Ving Rames and him are in a car, and Ving Rames is like, uh, so uh, we're a bouncer and a detective, and we're going to take on... Uh, this congressman, he's like, and we got a couple strippers and, and kids in the back. You know, we're doing good or whatever. Right. It's like, you guys understand that you're in a fucking farce, right? <laughs> but it's so, there are so many scenes where it's like, there are scenes like that where it's like, this is a farce. And then there are scenes of very intimate tenderness. And I don't know if just Demi Moore's just too good of an actress for this movie. Maybe. Or what? Because, yeah, I mean, honestly, I was moved to tears multiple times by Demi Moore and her daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, those two are in a different movie than the one we're watching. Right. Like, I don't understand what's going on. But, yeah, I mean, basically, like, her ex-husband gets custody of their child, even though he is a pill-popping addict who is an informant for the police. Rather than being a point in his favor should, like, be against him because that means that he's in situations where he has information to give the police about the bad guys. Yeah, like drugs. Like, why should they be like, yes, let's give him a seven-year-old child to take care of? What the judge said is he was a hell of a, uh, a high school tailback or something Whatever. like that. Whatever. It's like, I know f- this isn't Texas, okay? Fl- Florida, sure, there's a lot of football there, but come on. Yeah. It was, the whole thing was fucking ridiculous. Are, do you think that's a O.J. Simpson reference or supposed to be? Because he was a running back. He was a tailback. I don't he think so. Two people probably and got away with it. I don't know, but I mean, I like I like your point of view that that seems like cartoons because, like, yeah, the movies seem very ridiculous at times, and that that fits the best. I assume that it's going to be compared, or it's already been compared to stri- uh, Showgirls in in a way because mm-hmm. there's striptease and Showgirls, and I get it. Showgirls was ridiculous. One very. of the worst things I've ever seen. And a that wasn't a cartoon. That was like that was like melodrama overload. That was that was like a soap opera had sex with a pornographic film, right? And that was the 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 baby that they. <laughs> but what's funny is is I think her name is Renee Rifle or Renee Riffle or something like that. She's in both fucking movies. The one that plays Penny in Showgirls is also, I think, in the same wig in, yeah. in, in this movie as another stripper in the background. She's getting typecast as stripper in the background. <laughs> but, you know, the other thing, like, with Demi Moore's character, I mean, yes, I was sympathetic to her, but she had a lot of poor judgment also. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not sure that she was really fit to raise this child either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because she did bring her to this. First, she kidnapped her. Yes. Which. Snatched her as uh, <laughs> as her her real life daughter plays her daughter in this movie. Rumor Willis. Mm. Bruce Willis, Demi Moore. Which is awesome. And like you can see, you know, I, I think that helped. I think that made it, you know, much more real. There's a connection there. Just an inherent connection. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a they look, you know, alike. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 
But I mean, she she's like you said, snatched her from the dad, and then just goes back to her place that she lives. Like he knows where you live. Mm-hmm. He obviously uh, knows where she works because he showed up there. Yeah, he showed up there with a knife trying to kill her. Why didn't he just call the police and say, "Hey, my child right. has been taken"? I mean, instead, he goes there with a knife to attempt to murder her. He's a police informant. He should have police friends that he could call. And then, after he attempts to murder her, Armand Asante is like, "Yeah, he's gonna get uh, ba- he's gonna get uh, bailed in in a couple days because you know he brandished a knife and everything, but he didn't actually kill you." And she's like, "Oh, if he killed me, could I press charges then?" Right. It's attempted murder. So ridiculous. He at least assaulted her. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't battery, he at least assaulted her, grabbed her neck, held a knife to her throat. That is attempted murder, right? At least. I would think so. It's threatening. I mean, the only reason that, like, he didn't continue on with whatever he was going to do is because the security guard came out there and beat his ass. That's right, because black uh, Superman, <laughs> Ving Rames' character, who can do pretty much anything, uh, comes comes in there. At one point, he walks towards two people who are... Who are pointing guns at him? Yeah, and at no point, and who have murdered people in the past, who at no point decide to shoot him, and then that he dives at them, like in a comically sh- yeah. in a shot that's from below, so it's almost like he's flying <laughs> and slams into them, and then they get covered in sugar at one point. That was the stupidest thing in the whole. I mean, movie. Th- is that not a Looney Tunes ending to yes. a movie? And. Like, the outfit she wore at the end of the movie added to the ridiculousness, because mm-hmm. it was like she had a fucking cattail or something, like, with these boas wrapped around her. Exactly. I expected Peppy Le Pew to start, like, right? mm, <laughs> machete. And, that, and, was, that, that was Burt Reynolds' direction, <laughs> Peppy Le Pew. Right. And it just ends with the end. There's no resolution to anything. <laughs> Carol says, well, the movie's over. We're in the theater. It says the end in big letters on the screen. And Carol's like, we don't even know if she's going to get her child back. And I, and I said, oh, her ex-husband signed that paper. She's Serena, Serena. Like, this is legally binding in any way. This guy is bleeding, having think he thinks he just murdered somebody, which he didn't, is high on Vicodin and, and alcohol. And she says to him, so you're going to get arrested for what you did. So I don't want her to go to foster care. So sign this paper that says uh, you give full custody to me. It's not notarized. There's no witness. But that's just legally well, binding. Actually, I mean, there is a witness. The detective. The detective didn't watch him sign it. He was in the car with them. No, he wasn't. Yeah. They came separately. Oh. She was in the car with Burt Reynolds. Ving Rhames' character was there. No, Ving Rhames was the detective. Somebody was there. The black limo driver. Burt Reynolds' character, right. You're right. (laughs) Yes. And Pierre, yes. So there were witnesses that could testify to how high he was. Right, exactly. (laughs) What are they going to testify to? (laughs) But I was like, oh, she's... She was holding a gun. She's good. Yeah, she had a gun on him. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, she's going to get... He signed that paper. It's, it's sealed. <sighs> yeah, it was a really dumb movie. That's and, ironclad. And like, okay, even saying this dude did get custody of this little girl, which <laughs> that wouldn't have happened in not, real life. No, not in real life. I mean, it also does not make sense 
that she then decides I'm going to get a job at a strip club to earn the money to appeal this decision. Yeah, we don't get any. There's no indicate. Like, like I said after the movie it's when we were talking privately, if if she had been a stripper the whole time, mm-hmm. and the judge was like, "No, that's not a wholesome environment. Fuck you." He's going to get custody. That would make more sense. Yes. Than the fact that she was a secretary for the FBI and she got fired because of her husband somehow. I don't exactly understand that. Well, shit like that happens, like, especially with these abusive assholes. He'll just, like, show up at her work over and over, keep calling, you know, causing a ruckus, and they'll fire her. But we, I I agree with that, but we don't see any of that, and we don't know that that's what happened. Like, we don't get any explanation for it. You said, and I think you said this very accurately, that there's an entire movie before this yes. movie takes place. And I definitely agree. Um, and so then she goes from that to stripping. I don't know. There's no, like, whose who's thought process goes like that? Well, I guess I got to strip now. Right. Because I lost my job as a secretary for a very, like, high-end government organization I'm sure she had to get security clearance and shit to have this job. So you would think she'd be able to get a job at fucking the sugar people could hire her right? as a fucking secretary. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, it's. I don't think it's that hard to get a job as a secretary. And she had very good experience, like you said. So yeah, yeah, so it doesn't make any sense how she went from that to stripping. She should have just been a stripper the entire time. And the only reason I could see is that is the money, because you can make more money as a stripper than as a secretary. Well, if you look like Demi Moore, you could, sure. <laughs> but yeah, th- this is one of the this is like the only movie I think I've ever seen where there's a character either male or female where it's everyone's like, "Oh my god, I, I want that person." That I'm actually like, "Okay, I understand that." Yeah, she is really hot. Um but yeah, weird weird movie. That that lawyer that gets killed, mm-hmm. uh the one from Mannequin <laughs> mannequin too actually on the move okay uh he uh he's a cartoon character everyone in this movie it's, that's what it is it's a big looney tunes cartoon with live action people in it and at the center of it an actual human story between a mother and her daughter yeah like uh the cockroach and the yogurt mm-hmm. that was very and then she crunched through and ate it like that was a, a cartoony moment too yeah yeah. I don't, I don't, I, there's so much about this movie I don't understand. At first, I was thinking, I kind of like this movie. I was like, oh, this movie's better than I thought it was going to be. There's dramatic weight, there's stakes, I, I understand the plot, this guy's corrupt, they're going to try to bring him down, all this stuff, and it's like, but very quickly, like maybe 20, 30 minutes into it, it just becomes... A farce. And then the movie is... The movie is schizophrenic. It's unbalanced. Mm -hmm. There are scenes that are very... Not tense, necessarily. But there are scenes that are very... Like, heartfelt and earnest. And then there's farcical scenes. And they don't don't play well together, these two elements. Yeah. And I just... uh, Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I mean, like, it was enjoyable to watch, but... Looking at it critically, it's not a good movie. Yeah, the tone of the, this movie is all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I would say the I would say the, the pacing and the plot, I think, are fine. 
Like the the underlining story, a lot of the bones of this are okay, aside from the tone and the unrealistic nature of it. Well, that's what I mean. That's that's part of the yeah. That's part of the tone for sure. And that's that's the that's the weird part about this movie. It's really hard to categorize this movie as anything. And I think this movie is going to suffer from the fact that all the the like trailers and all the publicity and the marketing for this is like Demi Moore scantily clad strip tease and it's like everyone's gonna be like let's go see demi more naked mm-hmm. and it's not showgirls it's not that movie yeah i it, mean there is some demi more nakedness yeah she's definitely naked in the movie and even when she's not naked she's dressed pretty sexy most of the time so yeah. i mean you get you get that yeah i mean yeah there's a payoff there it delivers on that for sure but it's not it's not just that. It's no. not just salaciousness. There's an actual story here that is sometimes treated seriously and sometimes treated like a cartoon. Yeah. And, yeah, so I, I think I think the movie's going to hurt from that aspect, too. Because people are going to go in there and be like, ah, I don't, well, I didn't want all this, like, you know, fucking plot. <laughs> you know what I think the movie needed? What? Gators. <laughs> Gators. Well, come on. It's Florida. There's water. There should have been gators. There was a bleeding dude in the water. Yeah, that's true. Nobody mentioned him being eaten by gators. Hmm. So you think that uh, it should have been like the end of, uh, what is it, Romancing the Stone? Yes. Where he's got the alligator boots. I love that movie. It's a good movie. Uh, Yeah, this was weird. (laughs) This movie was weird. I don't know... I was entertained. Yeah. I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. but it was, it was weird. Um, I guess if you, do you want to see Demi Moore's boobs? Then probably go see it. Well, and there are also many other boobs that you get to see in the movie. And some of them are like comically large. Oh yeah. They look like they're going to pop. The like very, the balloons the that are going to pop. The very first one. Yeah. Very first girl that you see on the stage. Yeah. That's. I was like, wow. I mean, that's that's too big. <laughs> that's obviously not real. Right. But that's, yeah, that was. I want to know how they get the skin to stay smooth and supple looking when being stretched like that. Well, I think skin's pretty, pretty pliable, I think. But I mean, like, okay, when I first got boobs. Mm-hmm. I got all these like stretch marks, right? Mm. And and even though they fade, they're still there. Not really. And I can't um, I can't imagine that there's no stretch marks on those boobs. I'll bet you there are. Oh, she's showing me her boobs, folks. Okay, I guess the stretch marks are mostly gone now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it took a while. You can do that any ever any show you want to. By the way. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I, there probably are some, but I think there are things you can do as far as, like, creams and stuff yeah. like that, where it doesn't necessarily take them away, but it minimizes the appearance of them. So I'm sure they did that for this movie. I'm sure there was a lot of makeup on chests right, and, right, and right. stuff like that in this movie. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I've never dated anyone that has, that had artificial breasts or had breast implants or anything, so I've, I don't, I have no experience. I've never seen... Artificial breasts, naked. Yeah. I don't know. 
They looked like they would not be... Outside of a movie, I should say. Yeah. Like they, in real life where they wouldn't have put makeup on and stuff. They looked like they would not be uh, cuddly. They looked very hard. Agreed. When they're that big and they're standing up like that because they're, you know, they're filled with silicone or whatever. Um, yeah, that's not, you know. The... I'd be afraid to pop them. <laughs> Because, I mean, come on, inside, aren't they really like silicon-filled balloons, basically? They're bags, I think. Right, so it's like a balloon. It's like a water balloon in your boob. I guess. I'm pretty sure they're pretty tough, though. Just uh, part of why they're not as cuddly. That's why scares they're harder. Me. The whole thing scares me, but <laughs> this movie scared me. But I've got one question for you. Yeah. Haven't you ever covered your whole body in Vaseline? Oh, my God. <laughs> It kind of made me want to, though, seeing him. He, he, he seemed like he was really enjoying it. <laughs> I like the feeling of it scushing between my toes. Ew. Ew. Burt Reynolds was good in this movie, but he was good as a cartoon character. Like, this wasn't a real performance. Right. This, <laughs> this was a this was a, a farcical performance. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Well, would you recommend this movie to people? Yeah, I just want to make sure they know what they're getting into. Yeah, don't go in thinking that this is going to be a serious movie, and don't go in thinking that it's just going to be an hour and a half of Demi Moore stripping, because it's not either of those things. You'll get a little bit of Demi Moore stripping. You'll get a little bit of seriousness, about the same amount. And the rest of it is going to be like watching Bugs Bunny uh, fucking chase, I don't know, Elmer Fudd around or something like that. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, that is our show for the week, Carol. Tell people, uh, tell people the non-farcical things they can do to help us out. Go ahead and write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. We'd love you for that. And uh, share the tapes with your friends. Absolutely. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.